Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. The How Dare You Podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You Podcast. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you like that one a lot. <laughs> you Did you fall down? Well, it just banged. Are you recording right now? <laughs> we should have recorded all of that and put it somewhere. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. Oh, this is the Con Air edition. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me on our last Nicolas Cage bad movie adventure, we'll have a teachable moment coming up for my friend and yours, Lady Chu is joining us from 2AT Fitness. Hi, Chu. Hi. How are you? Are you so happy you watched this movie? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fine. I'm delighted by this movie. This movie is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, even mad at it. I was never, I don't think I was, I don't know that I was mad at any point in this movie. I think, uh, I think the only thing that kind of bothers me is the beginning. The song? Which makes me want to like stab my eyeballs oh, no. out? Let me just, first of all, let me just tell you, Oscar I nominated. I know. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I understand. This movie has two Oscar nominations, and that yeah. song the other one's is sound, one of them. right? Yeah. Yes, of course. What else could it possibly <laughs> the be? The only one left. <laughs> Writing? Directing? <laughs> Acting? No. Script? Screenplay? No. <laughs> Of course not. One of my favorite stories was I heard that Ving Rhames got a call to do this movie. I mean, like really shortly before they were going to start filming. And he is almost militant about his prep as an actor. I mean, he really, you know, he's going to put in his his work on a character. And he said, I don't think I should do it because I just don't have enough time to prep the character. And I, I what the story I heard was Jan, John Malkovich called him and said, come on, <laughs> Con Air. Like, how much prep do you need? <laughs> and so he did it. Which I just think is a wonderful story. Uh, if it's that true. is a good story because John Malkovich was like, I mean, this movie is what it is. Like, it is surface level. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> you don't need prep. <laughs> That's yeah. a t-shirt, I think. Con Air, it is what it is. T-shirt. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll come I'll I'll circle back to the beginning, but for 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 the benefit of those listening, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the 1997 film Con Air. Directed by Simon West. Don't even ask. Chu doesn't know Simon West. 
Who are we kidding? Okay, I'm going to ask you this, though. I'm going to say you've heard of three of the four movies I'm going to list as examples. Have you heard of The General's Daughter? Is that with John Travolta? I saw it once, but I don't remember, really. I didn't think you'd know that one. I assume you know Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. The one with Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Correct. How about When a Stranger Calls? Oh. Who's in that? Nobody. Okay. Then no. <laughs> yeah, but it's a horror movie. I thought you might... When a Stranger It's a calls. remake. Is that where the girl's deaf? No, she's in that. She's like babysitting and then she's getting weird calls. And then it turns out that the calls are coming from inside the house. Oh, that seems familiar. Yeah. But no, I'm going to say no, I haven't seen it. How about The Expendables 2? I didn't see the first one. But you know it, right? Yeah. You know, it's all the old action guys. Yeah. Okay, so Simon West has a type. Yeah. For the I mean, most part. you know, you have like I mean, these are kind of varied. General's daughter is supposed to be, you know, a a drama. Laura Craft is a goddamn video game. When a stranger calls horror movie, expendables action. Not unlike Con Air. So yeah, I mean we got we got yeah. different levels there, but if you look at all the movies, it's a type. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> In the way they look, the way they're shot, all that. This movie got 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel is low. 56%? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's low. It deserved more. Because that's not that's not even officially ripe. I think you have to hit 60 to get ripe. Yeah. This movie's ripe. Totally. <laughs> In more than one way, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Just looking at Nicolas Cage, you think, ripe. Probably smelling. Ripe smelling. Oh, yeah, he's sweaty. Like he passes by and you go, ooh, ripe. He's stinky. Yeah. He stinks. All right, this movie had a budget of $75 million, Chew. I believe that. Which, by the way, they spent every fucking penny. Yeah. $75 million is feels low for a movie like this. This movie's made today. It's $200 million easy. Opening weekend, $24.1 million. 101 million in the USA, 224 cumulatively in the world. Profit. They went into the black, Chew. Nice. (laughs) And rightfully so. This was fun. Come on. This movie is a delight. It's so sublimely stupid. Yeah. One of my favorites since Deep Blue Sea. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Do you prefer this or face-off? This. This. (laughs) I'll fight somebody. Whoever says face-off is better than this, I'm coming for you. Okay? Face-off is... You might be coming for me. I don't know. Strictly on the basis of face-off had the touching of the face thing, and Con Air did not. So automatically... The You're... patriarchal pawing? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. No, Connor's way, way better. 
Yeah, it's really close for me. I, I'm not sure I could decide. All right, well, let's let's hop to it, Chu. How, how long is your list of grievances? 16. Very low. Oh. Yeah, I got a few more. Like I got all the way to 19. Oh, okay. All right, so we're under 20. <laughs> so already this movie's yeah. like, it's not bad. Plus, you know, there's plenty of grievances that are also positive points. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. How many positive points do you have? 11. <laughs> this is like one of my highest ratios ever. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. That's it. Oh, well, that's high for me. That's that's Ooh. a lot for me. How many you got? Like thirty. You want to know? Yeah. Twenty-six. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-six positive points. Oh <laughs> shit. Because this movie's fucking awesome. You know, I actually, I didn't write that many notes. I mean, I did fill up, like, both sides of a page, kind of like I normally do. But there was, there were definitely times where I was like, I haven't written a note in a while. I was into it. Mm -hmm. I think I wrote, I'm having fun, like, twice. <laughs> this was good. You jotted it down. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Yeah. Well, Chu, for the benefit of our audience, please, let's have Chu describe the plot. What the fuck is this movie about? Honestly, you could just say the title. Oh yeah. And and be done. But <laughs> but let's give it a let's give it a whirl anyway. All right. A group of convicts are being transported via plane and there's a transported like 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 in the fly <laughs> <laughs> they're moving them like out of state they're like they got they're either moving them to, right, to a different they're being transferred i would say they're transported okay yeah. fine <laughs> they're convicts they've lost a little bit of rights they're in the back to the future car yeah. and they're being transported, <laughs> transported to another time um all right where was I? Oh, yeah, Con Air. Okay. Uh, there's a coup. <laughs> a coup. <laughs> I got lost on the fact where I was saying, like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, there's a coup. <laughs> Spearheaded. Great word choice. I fucking love it. A, Spirit. There's a coup on the plane. <laughs> Spearheaded by none other than Mr. John Malkovich. And uh, they're going to take over that plane. Cyrus the fucking virus. Cyrus. Ah, bless him. Um, and yeah, he takes over the plane. And all hell breaks loose. And it's all a right, shit show. Who's trying show. to save the day? Nick Cage, obviously. And it's a shit show. <laughs> you didn't say bad stuff happens. I was waiting for bad stuff Oh, happens. shit, that's right. Well, bad stuff does happen. I think that's a I'll given. Say. Especially when you... When you see the title, Con Air. Like, uh, no good things are going to happen in this movie. Right. Great things are going to happen in this movie. Yes. This movie oh, is bananas. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
B A N A N A S N A S. All right, Chew. This movie came out, as we said, in 1997. One year before the inaugural How Dare You Awards. It was not officially nominated for jack shit. Because they didn't exist. That's fair. So, but this would have been nominated. But for what? That's the most, most ridiculous concept, maybe. Is it ridiculous, though? That I'm not sure it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening in real life. You're right. And they even mention that in the movie. They're like, we don't have a plan B. There's there's no contingency plan. Like, this has never happened. Right. Well, I love that. Um, I love that John Malkovich, not John Malkovich. I love that John Cusack presents this plane as impenetrable. (laughs) Like, cannot. Yeah. Cannot. Nothing's going to go wrong on my plane. Right? And from the second the convicts step on, nothing but nonsense. Yep. John Cusack couldn't have been more wrong. I'll say. Sorry, buddy. So, wow, ridiculous concept. I think it's a great concept. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying the concept is stupid. Right. But it's out there. It is fairly ridiculous, though. Now, the only Oscar winner in this movie is Nicolas Cage. John? So he's probably going to get a most forgettable performance by an Oscar-winning actor. I do not, however, think he could possibly win it because it's really not that forgettable. No. It's kind of magical. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the dialogue in this movie, oh, fucking fantastic. I have so many dialogue notes. Just those great one-liners, those action movie one-liners. Fucking cheese yes. fest. Like, oh, man. Not exactly Mai Tais and Yahtzee. Yeah. Fucking amazing. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the day. Oh, God, that accent. Fucking wink. He apparently went to Alabama to really cement the accent. I read that. But then you hear his daughter speaking in voiceover at the beginning of the movie. And all you think is, that kid's doing a better accent. I think that kid must be from Alabama. Yeah. That's how good the accent is. I felt like Nick Cage was doing more of like a Savannah accent, you know? Like he almost, like his accent definitely sounded, it just didn't sound as hicky. No offense to anybody (laughs) from Alabama, okay? We all know that I love a good Southern accent. Any of them. (laughs) I genuinely love them. But I just, I don't think he you really did in Alabama. You can't declare the whole state of Alabama as hickey and then say, no offense. <laughs> hey, you know what? I feel like it's fine if I say that because I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere in a small ass town. And granted, we didn't have 
We didn't have accents, but the type of lifestyle was the same. Okay. So All right. if you say there's so. no there's no hate. All right, I'm still looking at how dare you. You're there's no way you're gonna nominate this for worst title. Oh no. You're gonna nominate this for best title. Yes. It's not a sequel. What a I can't possibly imagine nominating this movie for a movie that took itself way, way too seriously. Because I think that's the last thing this movie does. Yeah. But if you try to take it seriously. You're just heading into it with the wrong headspace. You need to just accept you, yeah, exactly. it. You're walking it. You're, you know, it's like you with Hudson Hawk. You're watching the movie wrong. That's a fair point. <laughs> But I'm never going to watch it again to see if you're right. <laughs> like, not a chance. Someday. Do you think it's even possible that somebody could have been disappointed by this movie? Like, if they were imagining a different, more cerebral action movie or something, and then they walked out disappointed? Biggest disappointment? Maybe if they've literally never heard of Con Air ever before, and... They had it recommended to them by somebody who was like, oh, my God, this movie Con Air, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but it's so fucking good. Then maybe your mm -hmm. expectations are going to be a little off, but most people know what Con Air is. And like we said, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, T-shirt. This movie isn't trying to be anything other than... Than exactly what it is. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's just. It has no other aspirations. <laughs> oh, it wants to be a movie in which a man is pushed out of an airplane and falls onto a Volvo. Yeah. That was a positive point for me. Sorry, Dave Chappelle. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Chappelle. Fucking great. I completely in this movie. forgot he was in this movie. What a pleasant surprise. Really? Yeah. Let me ask you this. I think this is a tough one, most formulaic. This movie is very similar to other action movies of that time. Yes. But it's also different than anything you'd ever seen before. Yeah. Everything feels it's not, similar. It's not like there's a bunch of convicts on an airplane movies. No. Right? No. Everything feels right. really similar, but well, because yeah, yeah as a whole, right. this is different. Take this, take face off, take swordfish, you know, or 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 the rock. Like this is one of Nicolas Cage's trio of amazing action shit. Yeah, in a two-year span, because he did the rock. I think in 96, and then in 97, he did both this and Face Off, which I think we talked about in the Face Off episode. Yeah. He did these movies back to back. He's just happy to be here. <laughs> With that fucking hair. Oh, Positive shit. point, by the way. As well as a grievance. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty buff in this movie. Like, he worked out. Let me ask you this, though. Based on our last movie, The Witcher Man, now he's not, you're never seeing him bare-legged, but could you notice 
his tiny stick legs in those jeans, <laughs> along with this overtly buff torso. Did you notice it at oh, all? Oh, yeah. Like, I think he he skipped leg day or there's something else going on there where he's like, that's just not where my strong suit is. Oh, the bottom of his body is wicker, man. Yeah. <laughs> those legs are wicker. <laughs> He's beefcake on top, wicker man on the bottom. <laughs> you know, it's probably something he's insecure with. Or his little little skinny legs. Skinny little chicken legs. Oh. It's okay, Nick Cage. Fucking amazing. I love you. All right, Chew, we have to take a break. Okay. <laughs> As usual, haven't gotten into the As movie usual. yet. <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to fucking get into it as soon as we get back. Deal? Super. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch The Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows, so go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 1997 masterpiece, Con Air. <laughs> All right, Chu, I do want to talk about the beginning of this movie because I referenced it earlier. My problem with the very beginning of this movie is we have an entire scene showing us him killing a man. Yeah. That we probably don't even need to see. This is like one line of dialogue that could have handled all of that. But I'm not super mad at it because the one thing I love about this movie too is it's like an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. This movie's the perfect length. It really is. Yeah. Like I wasn't it's bored not at one any of those point. Two and a half hour long snooze fest extravaganzas. I think maybe that's what it's got over Face Off because Face Off was kind of long, isn't it? Isn't that? Yeah, more it than had two to hours? have been close to it, at least two hours. It was long. Two twenty. Feels indulgent. I'm with that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that whole movie was we'll indulgent. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Not like this movie isn't though. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, this, this movie... movie is about cons in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you said at Face Off, you said you were upset about the cardiovascular 
fitness because that wouldn't have changed on John Travolta and he was pudgy or something. I'm like, Chew! Oh, yeah. This is a movie about men who switch faces. You think <laughs> they give a true. shit? <laughs> that really and did bother me. this movie's the same way. This movie's full of shit that they just don't care about. Two hours and 20 minutes, Chew. We had it right. Oh, look at me go. Nice. Right? That's pretty good. All right. So that was my one of my grievances is that, you know, nonsense. Also, huge grievance. The idea that this man likes both Cool Ranch Doritos and Snowballs and that this gives him power within the prison. This should get him shivved. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I would agree to half of that. The Snowballs are worth a lot. The Cool Ranch Doritos, you're going with Cool Ranch. You feel good about that that flavor choice? Cool fucking ranch? Right? F- Over regular? Oh, no. Cool Ranch is like tastes like vomit. It's like stomach acid. Oh, uh, I'm not sure I would kick Cool Ranch out of bed, but no, not let me put cheese. it this way. I like to go to the store, and I like to get those big packs of chips with a variety. Yeah. And I like to get the ones with, like, sour cream and onion, the regular Doritos. There's, like, the chili cheese Fritos in there. Ooh, Cheetos. But then they also have three bags of Cool Ranch. I try to eat those Cool Ranch first and get them out of my life. <laughs> I would do the same. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Get the Cool Ranch out of my life so I could get the chips I like. Yeah. Because you don't want to be stuck with Cool Ranch. No. No. You don't want Cool Ranch to be your last chips. No. You know, you're upset about the, the scene where he kills the guy, which is self-defense, mm-hmm. by the way. I was more upset about the fact that I already knew that they were going to make this like a reminding piece in the movie that he is he was a ranger an army ranger right which is very badass if nobody knows what that is super duper badass but they they just don't like show enough of that in the beginning like if you're a ranger i needed like a few extra minutes of i don't know him going through training or him like little snippets of him doing a a mission or something as a ranger and then that shit happens not him just graduating then boom it's taken away from him (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I disagree. I think all you have to say is Army Ranger, and that's enough for an audience to know that he's a badass. Yeah, I guess so. Army Ranger, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Green Beret. You say one of those three things, that person's a badass. I wanted to see the badass, though. Not just him, like, oh, he finished training, and he's officially a Ranger now, but he hasn't been able to do jack shit as a Ranger. Well, if they put, like, a 70-pound pack on him and had him like hiking around and being a badass he might have broken his legs on those stick legs so they probably had to cut it this is true (laughs) (laughs) nick cage was like i don't i mean i can do a lot but i I don't want to do that simon west i'm not sure i can do it have you seen my legs sorry (laughs) fair enough by the way director of uh gone in 60 seconds Dominic Senna, I believe, and Simon West. I get these guys, like, their movies look exactly the same to me. I think they were twins separated at birth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly the fucking same. Oh, right at the beginning of this movie, Chew, huge grievance. I cannot imagine anybody in any type of law enforcement job 
wearing sandals with socks. Oh, huge grievance. I, I don't. I don't like this. Huge. I have to imagine police officers all over the country saw this movie and thought, what the fuck? I, Federal marshal? Get your like shit together. A marshal? In any movie ever with a marshal in it, <laughs> they have never, ever worn sandals. We did Man of the House. He did not wear sandals. With Tommy Lee Jones. Nope. What if he was cruising around Austin, Texas with sandals? No. If Tommy Lee Jones found out that John Cusack, a fellow marshal, was wearing sandals, he'd be pissed. That's not allowed. Right. You know what else was a huge grievance for me? When oh, it's, uh, I was about to say Colmini, as if you knew who the fuck oh, that I was. Oh, I looked him up. His whole character, huge, gigantic grievance. Hated him. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Bit of an asshole. Overacted. I don't know who's that. Oh, he's such a good actor, though. He's he great. He is. I, I, love I like him. him. It's not him. He dies in the airplane in Die Hard 2. He's on the boat uh, battling against Rybeck in the, uh, under siege. I didn't see that. Oh, true. You're talking about one of the few movies with Steven Seagal that you could say... That movie's good. You'd be hard-pressed to get me to agree to watch a Steven Seagal movie. That guy's a giant turd. Well, this is the How Dare You podcast. You're going to be watching them at some point. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly hard to kill and out for justice. Delicious. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Life choices, Chew. <laughs> Life choices. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna watch that. This is your life. <laughs> you can send me a thank you card anytime. <laughs> uh, but I did feel like uh what's his last name? Meanie. I feel like Mr. Meanie's uh, character it was overacted. Whose idea was this? Perfectly oh. though. He has the one of my fucking favorite lines because he's yelling it, by the way. When he yells, <sighs> this situation has to get unfucked right now. <laughs> you could just imagine his penis getting smaller as he's yelling it. He was yelling so aggressively, I thought he was going to shit his pants. Oh, little dick syndrome. God. It's literally like he was constipated. That's how he was yelling. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, I also, like, I wanted to punch that character square in the fucking jaw when he put that gun in his buddy's sock. What a fucking, that's turd, turd, <laughs> turd shit. What a fucking idiot. Dumb. Oh, but I was going to say, so the guy who he gives the gun to, did you notice the size of the wire he had taped around his torso? It's like an extension cord. With the fucking (laughs) (laughs) reel-to-reel. I mean, I get get that you're not James Bond, but do we have anything better than this fucking thing? Yeah, just attach an extension cord and a stereo to this guy. He... 
I like at first I thought it was a huge Walkman, and then it looked more like it was from the 1950s. It was like a reel-to-reel tape inside of a tin can. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was not good. He literally had a that character had a death sentence as soon as they that also not a good no, cop. No, he was terrible. That guy panicked. No. That guy panicked. Huge heavily. panicker. And in my personal life, I don't like panickers. I'm not a panicker, and I sure as shit don't expect you to be one in a scary situation. So when you're parking into a parking lot and yelling at people and telling them to fuck off who might murder you and your husband, you like to remain don't calm? Don't panic, because it incites more panic, and then you can't make a good decision when you're losing your fucking shit. Okay, get it together. Situation sucks. Accept it, and let's adapt. Okay, don't fucking panic. <laughs> So it's you so annoying. Don't get me started. I have, my, I have my blood pressure is rising. But you can't lose your cool. Do I? <laughs> Make good decisions. Do I have this right? You can go ape shit bananas, but you gotta, but you gotta lose, keep your cool at the same time. Just don't panic. The anger can go up, but the coolness <laughs> must stay down. You can keep the anger inside, but don't panic. You didn't, though. Remember that story you told us about? You said it on the podcast where you guys were parking at Costco. Then you started yelling at a guy. And your husband thought, this guy is going to murder the two of us. Will you calm down? You didn't keep her cool, Chew. Uh, I guess. So you're not wrong. I agree. I think my idea of panicking is just sheer frantic energy. And then you just not doing anything right. one way or the so other. Was, that to me is panicky. He was actually scared. <laughs> but then he's. You don't get scared. You just get mad. Like a dead-eyed psychopath, start yelling at people, <laughs> figuring there will be no consequences. <laughs> Do I, I think I think that's what the you're guy saying. was being an asshole. <laughs> oh, I'll fantastic. meet you in the middle on that one. All right, fine. Oh, going back a little bit, did you notice, like, I, this is one of the, you know, magical things of this movie where even over the opening credits of this movie, they show you a prison riot that has nothing to do with anything, that never comes back to the story, like, has no reason to be there whatsoever. You know what? I forgot to write that down. Maybe, did I write that down? Because that's a grievance. So I may have to adjust my number. But that was so, <laughs> so weird. So fucking amazing. So stupid and weird. It just was never addressed. Why is that whole cell block, like, abandoned? And then... All you see is Cameron Poe deciding not to And he join. just rolls over. Oh, it'll go away. It's fine. He just rolls over and goes back to sleep or he's reading a letter or something. I forget, but... Oh, fantastic. All right, so we get... All our convicts on board. It does not take them long to take over this no. plane. It's like 90 seconds in. Oh, yeah. They wasted no time, which I appreciate. <laughs> and the way they were able to start their ascent to taking over that plane was they put little nails mm -hmm. in their calloused skin on their hands, which I thought, right. that's pretty badass. That's how you do it? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a bunch of pull-ups and create some calluses, and then I can have room to like stick the nail in the scar tissue. I'm not right. there yet. I have little dainty hands right now. 
How did they not find that bottle of lighter fluid on Dave Chappelle, by he the way? He swallowed it. It was hooked on. He had a string. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he probably he tied a string, like, I don't know, probably to a tooth that's or right. whatever. Okay. I was remembering not the condom, not the bottle wrapped in the condom. I was just remembering the bottle. Yeah. And it just occurred to me, how the fuck did he get that bottle past him? I forgot. He did pull it out yeah. of his mouth. Along with a match. I love that he he says, I hope we can still be friends or whatever he says to that guy. He lights on fire. <laughs> yeah. I hope we'll be cool if you get through this. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. Amazing. I think it's kind of fantastic that Dave Chappelle could just basically clearly be Dave Chappelle, but still come across completely, come across completely believable as a convict. Yeah, he was. There was definitely like classic Dave Chappelle. It's like moments. his acting was, yeah. His, his acting is to just be yeah. himself, but I still believe he's that character. Yeah, I believed he was a piece of shit. Fucking great. Yeah. All right. So, uh, where do we go to next from here, Chu? I mean, what do you want to talk about? Oh my God! There's so many different personalities on this plane. Uh huh. John Malkovich. Awesome. Classic. Uh, just Malkovich. Perfect. In what is he movie. doing right now? Is he okay? Is someone like giving him some love? How's he doing? I love oh, yeah. him. He's great. Good for him. Uh, Ving Rhames. Awesome. Love him. Oh, yeah. And then you. Diamond dog. <laughs> I like how you say dog. Diamond dog. <laughs> Diamond um, dog. <laughs> um, oh, um, what's his name? Danny Trujillo. Trejo. Um, yeah. He's great in this movie. I've never. He's he's, he's fucking he's, scary. In this even movie. the other convicts are like, no, dude, that's no, we're not yeah, cool. we're not gonna rape anybody here. That's not nope. Yeah. Nopey nope. Um, oh, and Buscemi, just uh, he's, pitch perfect. He's so good. So subtle. He's so fucking good. When he says, again, we'll go back to dialogue, Chew. When he, when he says, a fountain of misplaced rage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a fountain of misplaced rage. What a great line. And how about this from Cameron Poe? Put... The bunny back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) That poor poor fucking bunny. I know. What a life that bunny lived. That bunny, that bunny went places. (laughs) I thought that guy was going to. That bunny saw shit. I thought that bunny was going to get fucked. Literally. I thought that guy was going to fuck that stuffed animal. Just cut a slit in the Oof. back. Oh, you know what? Big grievance. That guy's yellow teeth. Yeah. 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 They were like painted yellow. Yeah, totally. But I didn't like it. Mad. <laughs> but I didn't like it. <laughs> um. So yeah, Bing Rames and John Malkovich break out of their cages on the plane, shoot one pilot. Yeah. Hold another at gunpoint. 
and then they make a stop in Carson City, right? That's when they pick up Yosemite, yeah. and there's like a whole thing. So they get rid of some guards, but they've taped their mouths. This this is like they thought it through as part of the plan. As part of the plan, this is the this is where the the convicts fucked up. Because Malkovich, my you know, if you're Cyrus the virus, you've got the guns. I would have taken some convicts and said, sorry, you're going. <laughs> I would not have put the cops in there. That's just, that's too big a risk. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes for a good, interesting story shit. Like, you know, it keeps the plot moving yeah. quicker. But I'm just saying, bad, bad plan on the convicts. Yeah, because part. they know at some point... People are going to find out that the plane has been hijacked. Yeah, just putting a, a mask, just putting a black, like, and it, the mask itself is kind of see-through. So just having that on their heads along with the tape, to me, that's not enough to, to hope No. that we're not going to yeah. find out. And then they leave, they leave Dave Chappelle. Because he also, yeah, I know, <laughs> he's, just, he's over there trying to get, get a date. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing about him where I said, you know, you you got, I get that you've been in prison a while, but let's focus. Yeah. Let's keep your eye on the prize. <laughs> you got to get onto that fucking plane. And he tries to say corrections, but starts out saying erection. And he's like, well, caught me slipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Let's 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 take another quick break, Chew. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll finish up the rest of Con Air. Deal? Party. Nice. If you like podcasts like I do, boy do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we are back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing... Con Air, directed by Simon West. All right, you. This is a movie with definite set pieces. You know, usually these big action movies, they have set pieces. Yeah. But all the set pieces work in this movie. Plot-wise, they make sense. They're fantastic. The middle of this movie is fucking great. It really is. It's so good. So when they get, when they get the new prisoners on the plane, when they la- land, you know, when they first land at uh, where is it? I think Carson City. Yeah. 
so they land at Carson City and they have to do the prison transfer. There's actual, even almost a bit of tension, right? Where you're like thinking to yourself, man, they got, they got to, come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, come on. They got to get it together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Come on. That bus is a leaving. You know, you don't want any more nonsense <laughs> happening. And you have the slow motion, reel to reel tape fall out of the prisoners. Fucking, what is yep. it? He puts it in his shirt. <laughs> like, it's, hits the floor and rolls in slow motion. Oh, so fucking, just wonderful. You know, that's definitely something that I noticed uh, as a similarity with Face Off, was then Face Off, there was a lot of these, like, slow motion action shots. Yeah. And they're very apparent here in this movie. So that they're is a grievance, but it's not a big grievance, but it still counts as a grievance. Well, it's, you know, it's a grievance and a positive point because it lends to the magically stupid of this movie. Yeah. Explosions with all the bad guys walking away in slow motion, except every bad guy is looking back at the fire like, wow, that's a big explosion, yeah. except Cyrus the virus, who does not look back. Doesn't care. That's fucking great. <laughs> You can't talk me out of that one. Yeah, there was definitely a handful of those classic uh, walking or running away with the explosion in the background. Like, ah, love it. Yeah. Positive point. But they get back on the plane. This is this is the weakest part of the movie to me, too, when Cyrus the virus says, clearly the cops figured some shit out. What happened? Yeah, I didn't like that dialogue. Because to me, I, I just thought, there's no he's assuming his plan is so brilliant that there's no way the cops could have known. But his plan is just to have people with tape on their mouths and a see through black hood. That's the extent of his plan. Yeah. Not a great plan, as previously discussed. And with somebody who is literally self-educated and had a, a little handful of degrees, I expected more. Because they said that Cyrus the virus was self-educated. He earned, his, he, he earned an education behind bars. But in his defense, the plane, because Cage had also wrapped the plane on that huge yeah. rope. Block thing. Yeah. Cement yeah. block. Cement block. So that is a dead giveaway. Yeah, his whole dialogue about Bubba trying to... Bubba Gum Shrimp just needs his insulin the whole time. Oh, poor Bubba. Feel, feel bad for McKelty. Just yeah, going into diabetic shock for the whole movie, basically. And then once he's finally okay... He gets shot. Gets shot. Did he die? <laughs> I can't remember. No. Okay. Also, not very realistic. No. There's a few things that are not realistic. McKelty getting shot. Cyrus would have shot him square in the heart. Yeah. And Cole Meany deciding not to shoot the plane down. That character never would have done that. No. He would have missled that plane into a million different pieces. Because he's a turd. Because he's a turd. That's what turds do. Right. But then you have the second set piece where they not crash the plane, but, you know, they're at the at the airfield trying to get the second plane, which doesn't work. And that whole thing is fucking great. It really is. 
It's so much fun. Everyone had like their own little um, little side little like side adventures. You know, you got yeah, the guys digging exactly. the plane. You got Cyrus managing that shit. You got Nick Cage looking for insulin. He says he's looking for a tractor. And every, at some point, somebody just gives up on the fact that he's got a long. He's got a long time, and no one questions it. <laughs> right. But they end up getting a tractor anyway. And then you got. He sees John Cusack. Yep. They have a little in that thing. Moment, yeah. They have a little moment. There's only two people in this world that I trust. One's me, the other ain't you. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Who's the other one? That's supposed to be God Doesn't or something? Matter. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, oh, and then you got Steve hanging out with that little kid, and you're like, oh, oh man. fuck. I'd have turned on this movie pretty quick if that little girl died. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole time, like, he, you know, he walks into the pool, and they're having tea together, and they're playing, and I'm just like, what is going through his mind as an actor. Like, what if he didn't know that his character was supposed to kill this little girl? Or what if the character did kill the little girl? How do you get in that headspace? Like, you're a fucking monster. Yeah. Oof. I believed he was going to kill that kid. Right. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of... (laughs) I was about to start a question, Chew. That's a total fucking waste of time, but I'll say it anyway. Have you seen the movie The Relic? <laughs> no. This is a monster movie with Tom Sizemore and Penelope Miller. No. All right. The beginning of this movie has two teenage boys who are fucking around at like the at a museum and you get a shot of them looking up the stairs and clearly seeing the monster and then you have Monster Cam chasing them. And it's like gaining, 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 gaining. And then right when the monster's behind them, cut to like ambulances, cops everywhere. And so I saw that movie in the theater with friend of the show, Pam Flora, and my roommate at the time, Kurt. Filled theater. Packed. And you really think for a moment, oh my God, those two teenage boys are dead. And then all of a sudden, after about 10, 15 seconds, you see them at the back of the ambulance, like sucking on oxygen. And out loud in the theater, I said, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I killed you. Huge applause and laughing at the theater that night. Killed. People loved it. It's so funny. But I think it's because the boys were a bit older and up to mischief. But man, if that little girl had died, I'd have been, I would have been so upset. Oh yeah. And they really they like they I can it. remember the first time I saw that movie. They sell it. Like I thought that little girl was dead. Yeah, because he goes back onto the plane with his fucking Ken doll. Right. And then the plane goes away and she runs around the corner. Bye, Bob. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh Good shit. Times. They had a moment. It was nice. I mean, we got fucking Nicolas Cage rolling over our cars. We got him dodging. We got him fucking getting into cars and then driving. Dodging bullets. Weaving. Yep. He's doing all the things. All the Nick Cage things. All All the Nick Cage things that a 1997 Nick Cage would do. He had a checklist. Nick Cage was like, Nicolas Cage was... Maybe the most important person in Hollywood at this time. 
That's how he totally. was treated anyway. Yeah. That's how he was treated. Fucking fantastic. Can I ask another question? How much money is the federal government wasting or I won't say wasting, but I will say spending getting Monica Potter, Cameron Poe's wife yeah. and his daughter to wherever the fuck he is. I don't know. She is constantly being picked up in planes and fucking Apache helicopters. Yep. She, they flew there's her all no over way the country. That, like there's three Apache helicopters following this plane. And then one of them goes back to the original base to pick up Monica Potter and her daughter to take them to Las Vegas. Which is nice. And I thought, no. But wouldn't happen. No way. No. No. No, ma'am. We'll get you on the way back. <laughs> yeah, you can catch the bus. Uh, yeah. Unrealistic. Nice. Good gesture. But that wouldn't have happened. Right. No fucking way. I know what I want to ask you. One of my favorite... What did you think of this moment? Because there's this whole subplot. Because there's a drug lord on the plane as well, right? And his drug lord pals are going to pick him up in a different plane. And yeah. he said to Cyrus the virus, to Malkovich, that everybody can get on the plane, but he's duping him, right? He wants to just leave by himself. Yeah. And then his plane gets fucked up because John Cusack is saving the day and breaks the plane in half without anybody noticing, by the way, which is hysterical. Nobody has any idea the that there's a U.S. Yeah, marshal fucking shit up. He ducks in the seat. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but that moment, because he's going to say Cyrus, but he oh, just says Cy, and Malcolmish says Cy Anara. Anara. He just says Anara. <laughs> Oh, and then burns him up. Uh, Ethan was watching the movie at that point with me, and we both started cracking up. Fucking amazing. So, <laughs> so stupid. As if you could, as if somebody pauses in the middle of saying Cyrus. Yeah. Cy. Onara. Thank <laughs> come on. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> All of this is followed, by the way, by... What is it? A Stingray or Mustang? What's 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 the car? It's a 1967 Stingray, a Mustang. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool car. And I fucking love it when that car's in the goddamn air, hooked to that thing, and and, and fucking Cameron <laughs> Poe with his pals look out and says, "On any on any other day, that might seem strange." <laughs> Huge positive point. Fucking Fantastic. amazing. That is this movie knowing what this movie is. Yep. I appreciate that. Being self-aware. So great. Yeah. That was that was excellent. So what do you think of the end of this movie though? Plane landing on the strip. Not nearly enough cars are run into no. in that moment. Not near enough uh, uh collateral damage for sure. Right. Not not nearly enough collateral damage. The plane goes into the front of some uh, what? Do you remember what uh, casino or, or hotel? Well, it, was? it hits uh, the Hard Rock. Yeah. Um, and then if, at some point, it's weird. 
like if somebody's never been to Vegas and you don't realize how big the actual strip is. So you have like the main part of the strip and then right. you have downtown, which is not what you, it, that's old, world. that's old Vegas. And that has yeah. its own little area. So it starts landing at what you think of as the actual newer Vegas strip and then ends up at Fremont street, mm-hmm. which how the fuck did it get down there? How did it actually go through Fremont Street? Because it's like a whole dome thing. How'd the plane get in there? I don't know, but it did. Heard. It doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Whatsoever. By the way, Chu, the next time you are in Vegas and you go downtown, go to Banger Brewing, friend of the show. Ooh, excellent. Good shit. Banger Brewing. Just saying. This is when this movie... Well, I don't know. Like, do you like all the nonsense at the end of this movie? The, it, like, the movie just goes to 11. It's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Nothing but the bananas. The idea that Cyrus the Virus and Diamond Dog escape underneath the plane, that they manage to get somehow to a fire truck. Nicolas Cage, he's done his part for king and country. He's yeah. He has saved the day. He does not. His wife and child are waiting for him, he gets on a motorcycle. <laughs> yep. And this is classic action movie shit. It's where you yeah, think it's totally. over, it can be over, and it's fine. And they're like, no, no, no. We're going to give it 150%. You don't need to. You've already right. gone almost that far. Like, it's fine. Just stop. But they have a whole uh, fire truck, I don't know, Chase. shenanigans. Yeah. And I've got because at one point during the chase, Cage is thrown from his motorcycle or no. Thrown from the fire truck as shit's exploding. Yeah. And really what's happening is his arms are flailing as he's as Cameron Poe is flying through the air. But it looks like he's fire punching the sky. It looks like he it looks like he's going (laughs) fire punch. Yeah, totally. As if it was all on purpose. Fucking great. Yeah. Love it. Somehow Cyrus the virus falls into a... I don't even know what that thing is I don't even know where he is. Where did that thing come from? The thing, it's like a... It smashes shit. It's like a rock pummeler or something. Yeah. I have no idea where that thing came from. Made no fucking (laughs) sense. They're just like, hey, what would be a cool way to die? This way. And then they just threw it in. It's very strange. I'll tell you the one thing that was really appropriate, that his daughter didn't want to be anywhere near him at the end of this movie. Oh, my God. She looks at that raggedy-ass bunny like, thanks. Thank you so much. By the way, this is not a great... So where are they? By the way, band name, Chew, Gutter Bunny. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's excellent. (laughs) That might be my favorite one yet. Gutter Bunny is fantastic <laughs> because they make it seem that ha- the Gutter Bunny is seen right after Cyrus the Virus dies. It seems like it's in that location yeah. as though the bunny traveled with them on either the motorcycles or the fire truck. How? Which I don't think is possible. Fucking how? Ugh. But all I, I made a note that said. 
I would not let my daughter near this long-haired, bloody menace filled with sweat and grime. Nope. He probably stinks <laughs> to high heaven. I'll say. Because he's been working. He did at least say, I meant to get a haircut before I saw you. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and then the kid acting, the biting of the lip. Mm-hmm. That's a no-go for me. <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. <sighs> yeah. Well. For me, I think the raggedy-ass bunny at the end is both a grievance and a positive point. Oh, yeah. It's more positive for me just because it's so ridiculous. Gutter bunny. <laughs> Poor little gutter bunny. <laughs> <laughs> The last 24 hours of that bunny's life have been traumatic. Rough. (laughs) (laughs) That bunny got it worse than anybody who died in this movie. Including the guy who's going to fucking die just because he ran out into the middle of the desert. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that, by the way, where Cyrus the virus just lets him go. Because <laughs> yeah, where is he going to go? Nowhere. Mentions that he's walking straight out into the desert. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Chu, that you have to talk about before we get to our game? Uh, No. I think yeah. we had all the good spots. I mean, this movie's just, we have, I mean, we both recommend it. A thousand percent. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Because I have 26 fucking positive points. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the drinking game, Chew? Oof. Anytime there's a cheesy ass line or... Anytime somebody starts talking about that fucking bunny. I don't know why it just. Oh, bunny's good. Because bunny is like. Anytime you see. Protected. The bunny or the bunny is referenced. I would say anytime you see the bunny because from right when you see the bunny in that plastic bag, you know it's important or it's at least important to Cameron. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a recurring thing. So I would say, yeah. That's not bad. It, cause, because pretty good. usually when the, the bunny, when you see the bunny, somebody mentions the bunny. So they go hand in hand. All right. What's yours? Here's mine. Mine was, because it's interactive, anytime there is delicious slow motion. Oh, God. It's so much. I know. But then you can also have votes. Slow motion comes up. I don't know. What do you guys think? Delicious? Delicious? Who says delicious? Raise your hand. (laughs) Majority rules. That's good. (laughs) Come on. That's a good one. Not bad. All right. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We have put this one to bed. Great movie. If you like... Oh, fantastic. I mean, just a delight. (laughs) What a palate cleanser after Wicker Man. Oh, my God. Let's never mention the movie again. See, but if I hadn't seen Wicker Man, 
you wouldn't appreciate this I wouldn't movie. I would have known about his skinny ass legs, which <laughs> was, <true. laughs> which, which wouldn't have maybe I might not have caught it in his jeans throughout this movie. He looks like two sticks from a Tootsie Pop. How does his why? How does his white tank top stay tucked in? Yeah, the whole he time. needs to go to the Bruce Willis school of tank tops where that thing gets oily. It, in Die Hard, it goes from white to fucking olive green. Ew. Fuck. <laughs> As he's climbing through the fucking air ducts. So gross. That's amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll put a poll in the field. You can decide whether or not you like Choose drinking game or Shance's drinking game. This is this will be a close one, I think. These yeah. are both good. Agreed. I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> For Lady Chu from Tua T Fitness, Shance here from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Chu. Good day, everybody. Yeah. With a smile on your face, was, too. Ladies, that was you genuine. can't see it. But I've, it was like you were a real person. I've been getting better. Marginally. But better. I think it's better for the podcast when you're an asshole. <laughs> I can regress as quickly as possible. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's That for won't sure. be a problem. <laughs> Very good, then. Good day to you, madam. Yeah. <laughs> so long, everybody. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. That must have been quite a pee. He then started having a conversation with me about the the truck, and I was like, "This is not a good time. It's not a good time. I gotta go." What about I love the you. Truck? I have to go. Um, has radiator problems, so we have to send that in. So Ethan's pretty good about fixing a lot of stuff on his own, but there's definitely a a, a limit. Yeah. I could put gas in my own car. Good job.